From the heartland of America, focused on God, family, and country, the mouthpiece of the Midwest, this is Dale Carter's America. Welcome back to the podcast. What a world we live in. What a world we live in, Kurt. Think about this for just a second, because as we record this on Monday at about, it's not even 11 o'clock in the morning, okay? I started this day in Jacksonville. 24 hours ago, I was at a tailgate party for the Chiefs and Jaguars. I, I went to the game. You and look I, like it. <laughs> I know. If you're watching this on, on YouTube, which you should, and um, in a second, Kurt will tell you all the places you can get the podcast, but you can see the bright red. It matches the red Chiefs jersey I was wearing yesterday in Jacksonville. But I got up this morning. Um, my son, John, dropped me off at the Jacksonville airport. I flew up to Atlanta, had a layover. Flew from Atlanta to Kansas City and drove here from KCI. Boom, boom, boom. And here we are. It just shows how important the podcast is to Dale. True. He comes right to the podcast studio from the Truly. airport. So <laughs> this podcast that started nearly three years ago, we're coming up on the third anniversary of the podcast in January, um, but it started as a little audio thing that you could get on Anchor, and it has grown so many ways to include video. And today, you're definitely going to want to watch the videos uh, because we have some fun ones for you, including my favorite senator, John Kennedy from Louisiana. You, you don't want to miss it, if for no other reason, and again, there's going to be a language warning on it, but um, you, you definitely want to watch the podcast today. Where can they get this podcast? Yeah, so if you're watching right now, you're probably on YouTube or Rumble. Um, make sure you subscribe uh, wherever you're watching, if it's on YouTube or Rumble. A lot of people are kind of going to Rumble now because YouTube is demonetizing people and banning people, um, but we're available on both. And uh, also Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, if you want to listen to audio only. And then uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're pretty active, especially on Facebook. Um, actually, probably while you were on the way over here, I posted something on Facebook that has been, there's been a lot of comments of angry people. So you can go check that out for yourself. Oh my. Yep. Anything we need to talk about right now? or No, there was a, uh, uh, one of the local high schools had a homecoming queen. That is a dude. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you are what you say you are. Come on. We're trying to be a little more uh, tolerant yeah. these days. You are what you say you are. Um, Bob Watson is a he. His pronouns are he and him, right? Yep. He's a man's man, and he uh, helps us with the podcast. We thank him so much. He is local State Farm agent for five decades. Bob Watson, 7th and Main in Blue Springs, 816-229-7878. Get a quote. Auto, home, life, commercial insurance, they've got it all, uh, including the best spokespeople. You know, I'm coming out of a deal where we beat Jacksonville yesterday, and think about who the top three spokespeople, other than Jake from State Farm, are. They are Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid, and I saw a commercial with Travis Kelsey. They have, oh, Travis Kelsey's yeah, doing State Farm They've now? got the hmm. best spokespeople. And, and, you know, when you translate that into, wow, I hadn't thought of State Farm in a while, you want to put that thought into action, call my friend Bob Watson, and he'll get you a great quote and take care of you uh, with all of the needs your family has for insurance, 816-229-7878. Now, I say Eastern Jackson County, there is, you know, this rumbling thing. It's a slow boil, but we're talking about – maybe moving the eastern suburbs out and forming our own county. And we're going to have our first event on this. I want you to circle the calendar on this. October 17th, we will be at Funhouse Pizza in Lee's Summit. Now, I've been talking about this for a while. i got to burr up my ass about this, and I've had it for a while. And and to me, just to, to rewind the tape a little bit, it goes back to those hideous tax assessments that nearly, I think it's 20% of, of homeowners are dealing with right now. And it's going to be a bigger number, and I'll tell you why in just a second. So the assessments are one thing. You've got a prosecutor named Jean Peters Baker who she'll go after cops and make sure they stay in jail if they've done something sketchy, but she won't go after criminals. She'll turnstile those guys right back out on the street, and the cops who are out there trying to protect us and serve us have to arrest the same people. So that pisses me off. And then you've got them going after the, the Jackson County, Andrew Jackson statues. Again, for the second time in three years, the legislature is going to put that on the ballot. For me, that was the straw. It's like, come on, what's important here, people? And, and then you get to what in the world do we have in common, eastern Jackson County, with Kansas City? Very little. So let them go do their own thing. We'll go do our own thing. Okay, and so we're going to talk about this. And if you're as serious about this as I am, we're going to uh, test the water, take the temperature of what's going on here. So come to the deal. Jeff Coleman's going to be there. 
we are going to try and get one of the Democrats from the Jackson County Legislature to show up. I think we can make a case for why Kansas City wants to form its own county. You know, we keep talking about doing the reverse of what happened in St. Louis in 1876. Uh, in that case, the city of St. Louis left St. Louis County. There are, I think there are reasons that we could convince Kansas City they'd be better off without us. Mm. So we can work it both ways. So please come. We want to hear your thoughts about this. Um, Jeff Coleman has his ideas. Uh, again, we're going to try and get a Democrat from the, the Jackson County Legislature to join us. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting time. It's certainly an interesting time. Um, meanwhile, the cities of Independence and Lee's Summit now have sued Jackson County over the assessment issue. I mean, people are mad about this. And, you know, Kurt, when I tell you that there's another shoe that's about to drop here, there are people out there. There's, there's like over 50,000 people who have challenged their assessments because they're just so ludicrous. There's another part of this population, they don't even open their assessment. They get it, they throw it in a pile over here, and the first time they're going to know is when they get their bill in December for taxes. Yeah, Because they'll open that envelope, and when they open that envelope, it's going to be sticker shock, and we're going to go through this all over again. So the city of Lee Summit, city of Independence are stepping up, and they are suing Jackson County. Right on. Meanwhile, Jackson County, uh, you know, they can't seem to do anything on their own. They they had to have the state come in because their assessment uh, situation is such a joke. Um, so the state is coming in at a cost to you and me who live in Jackson County right now. And uh, now they've hired an outside firm to handle negotiations with the Chiefs and Royals. And now all of a sudden, they, it's all been about the Royals, right? The Royals in their downtown stadium. The Royals in their uh, maybe uh, north of the river stadium. Now they're starting to talk about the Chiefs. And I kind of saw this coming. Because if they can blend those two issues together, I mean, the Royals are coming off a 100-plus loss season. Uh, they're going to be, it, and it's still going. They still have the opportunity to have the worst Royals season in the history of the franchise. <laughs> they, they do. I think it's 105, 106 losses uh, gets them to the worst that they've ever been. Um, but if you blend it with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and everybody loves Patrick, his birthday was yesterday, and he won down in uh, Jacksonville, um, you know, then it starts to get a little murky. Uh, so they've hired an outside firm uh, in order to do that. And so, the cost is for the uh, retainer is 12 months for $100,000. So they're paying them $100,000 just to like handle the negotiations <laughs> and then not even getting into like planning or building and or anything. Let me point out again, they aren't paying them $100,000. Right, right. You and I are paying them $100,000. That's where that's where government and we the people, that's that's where the murkiness lies. They're not doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. It's your money. And that's why I want you people to wake up and come to this event. Uh, Lee Summit's where we're going to be. It's going to be the Funhouse Pizza on 50 Highway. They have two, as you know. They've got Blue Springs, too, on 7 Highway. Jim Dingman, he runs a great operation there. We're, we're doing this in Lee Summit, number one, because Lee Summit's one of the cities that's suing Jackson County, and also because it's a lot bigger. We can put more people in there. So if you're as fired up about this as I am, maybe you don't even have to be as fired up as I am. Maybe you're a half fired up as I am. Come to this thing, and and we'll roll the microphone around, and you can tell us exactly what you think and, and why you think this might be a good idea. If you're serious, please show up on October 17th. We'll do a social hour about 5 p.m. We'll record our episode at 6, and there could be a whole lot of fireworks on this. I mean, maybe you want to ask um, the Jackson County Legislature why they voted down Sean Smith's um, proposal to give some tax relief to senior citizens. Think about this. You're a senior citizen. You don't have your job anymore. You're on a fixed income. You're getting uh, Social Security and whatever else you've managed to save, and your assessment makes your tax bill go up to an insane amount. What do you do? Sell your house? Move into an apartment? Is that what life is going to come to in Jackson County? So Sean Smith put up, and I haven't even read the bill. I don't know why uh, Jeannie Lauer would have voted against it. It went down 8 to 1, so he was the only one who voted for it, his own bill. But it would have given some tax relief to senior citizens in Jackson County. What was wrong with that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's all part of, like, downsizing in general, you know, with uh, living situations. Rent is going up. Houses are getting smaller. It's harder to buy a house with interest rates. It's harder to buy land. And now you have the property tax assessments on top of that. 
you know, you're going to be paying through the roof just on taxes on your property. So it makes it very difficult. Let's leave. I mean, that ought to be, we ought to put that on a big banner. Let's just leave, right? Yeah. And if you guys like it so much, you just sit in it and stew in it. You know, you want to be a, a blue county. You want to be a bright blue county. Imagine how bright blue you would be if you got rid of all of us. It's, it's a win-win situation. So we're talking about senior citizens and tax relief for senior citizens. Uh, and I know we have a lot of older people who listen to the podcast, um, met several of them at the event we had on uh, Friday night at the DAV Ballroom, Travis Marvin concert and all that. Uh, that was uh, sponsored by MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. That is Kirk Doris's company. Uh, also got to meet his partner, um, a wonderful woman, Lori Hocker. Um, and, and they take care of people who are approaching 65. Because when you approach 65, there are a lot of things that change. And I know a lot of folks, and I've talked to them, who haven't retired yet, who could, who could take Social Security at 62, but there's a gap in there. And the only reason they're staying in their job is because of insurance. They get insurance through their company, um, and they can't get Medicare until they turn 65. So if you or someone you know or love is approaching 65, Please reach out to Kirk Doris and Lori Hawker and let them help you. MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. That is the website. They're 3600 South Nolan Road, Independence, Missouri, 816-701-6661. They've been doing this for over a decade. They've helped all kinds of people as they approach Medicare to find out which Medicare they need to take and then how they're going to fix the gap. Because believe it or not, Medicare isn't going to pay for everything. There's going to be a gap, and they help you navigate what those waters are. MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. Reach out to them and uh, let them help you. There's a window coming up. It's not quite yet. I think it's next month. Uh, We'll talk about that probably in the coming weeks here. Uh, The the Medicare uh, choice deal. You know, uh, I can't remember what he, he he told me Friday night, and I'm just coming off a plane, so I'm going to use that excuse every time I kind of like uh, have a moment here. Uh, but the, the, what is it, Medicare? Where you pick your Medicare? Uh, I don't remember. You're a young guy. What do you know about this? Okay, so we'll talk about that next week. Make a note. We're going to talk about this. Bad week for uh, Joe Biden, and, and I just made a list of things, and I hate beating up on an old man. And we're going to get into a little bit of a debate here because, Kurt, I know you, you've, you've got your definite opinions on what's going to happen next. I'm not as definite as I was, but I definitely want to get into that and get your feelings on it. But just listen to this list of things that happened to Joe Biden in the last week. It started in Vietnam. We, we had a clip of that last yeah, week. Yeah, we played it last week. Um, and it was so bad that they had to like bring up some music and an announcer had to come on and say the event is over because he was just saying such outrageous stuff. This is the president of the United States. And then 9-11 happened. He didn't go to New York. He didn't go to D.C. He didn't go to Pennsylvania. He went to Alaska. And, and, and the reasoning for that was so lame. It's like, eh, 22 years after Pearl Harbor, nobody went to Hawaii. Right, No president went to Hawaii, and they had to fact-check that because 22 years after Pearl Harbor, John F. Kennedy went to Pearl Harbor. So uh, that excuse didn't wash. Um, David Ignatius, Washington Post columnist. We had the clip last week from the reporter at the Washington Post. Remember that? He was on somebody's podcast. And it's like, you guys authenticated the Hunter Biden laptop. Why didn't you ask the obvious follow-up questions? And he didn't have an answer. He just was like, I guess I'm going to leave now. I'm going to leave now. Um, well, now David Ignatius, who's a respected liberal columnist at the Washington Post, he says it's time for Joe to go and take Kamala with him. Hmm. I mean, so that gets me wondering if there are certain rumblings going on on the left that we can talk about in a minute. Inflation ticked back up. The auto workers uh, strike has begun. Hunter indicted finally on gun charges probably should have happened five or six years ago and now in 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 just a juicy morsel that i got from the news driving down here from the airport hunter biden has sued the irs because they feel like they're picking on him They, they picked him out you know for special prosecution it just turns what we've been saying on its ear it's like we've got a dual justice system here daddy's irs over here they tried to do a sweetheart deal the judge went eh that's not going to fly. Um, and now Hunter's been indicted, and he's like, well, that's not fair. Yeah, I mean, all he did was, like, steal money, you know, from foreign yeah. companies and 
smoke a bunch of crack and have illegal guns, you know, no big deal. Then, you know, as of we're recording this this morning, the prisoner exchange is happening between the United States and Iran. Oh, by the way, we're unfreezing $6 billion in frozen assets. Now, it's their money. We froze it because of sanctions, as we should. But can't you? We're not playing checkers here, Kurt. We're playing chess, right? You can see five jumps ahead here, right? What's going to happen next? Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely trying to get a nuclear weapon. I'll tell you that much. Okay, so the six billion that we've unfrozen, you think they might use some of that to hurt Americans? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, no, no, it's going to all be benevolent. It's all you going think? to it's all going to um, you know gender clinics in Iran. You yeah, know they, they care they about that a whole lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys think you got it bad in the United States? You worry about what happens here? Go over there. And try that act. Now, I'm not talking about any of that. And eventually, they'll burn through all of that money. And when they don't have that money anymore and they need more money, what are they going to do? Negotiate more. No. They're going to go into other countries and say, any Americans over here? Okay, we're going to take you. We're going to take you. We're going to take you. Hey, Joey, we got three more. Can we get $3 billion? That's a good point. I mean, those are the moves you've got to think about ahead. You know, if you wanted to do some sort of negotiation and it was going to be five for five, okay, I get that. You know, we, we don't want any Americans held. We really don't. But what you've done is you've made it more likely that Americans are going to be held because now you put a price on their head, right? Yeah, and I thought we don't negotiate with terrorists. Isn't that the, the policy, you know, that we have as Americans, uh, yeah. our foreign policy? Policy schmolicy. We we don't have any policies anymore. And plus, you know, they're they're a for, they're a sovereign country. They're not terrorists. Yeah. Well. Mm. Okay. So and then you got the impeachment inquiry. Um, so Kevin McCarthy uh, has finally said, okay, we're going to have an impeachment inquiry. Not an impeachment. An impeachment inquiry. All this means is they can start subpoenaing things, and um, we can get testimony on the record that they can't get the way that they're doing it now. Three House committees are going to do this. No, they didn't have a vote to do this. Well, guess what? This always comes back to bite them in the ass, and they don't see it. You know, the Democrats remove the rule for needing a House floor vote to do this. Yeah. And so, you know, again, kind of like Mitch McConnell with the Supreme Court and taking out the need for a 60-vote majority on Supreme Court justices, he told the Democrats, this will come back and bite you in the ass. That's back in the day when he didn't freeze after two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it did bite him in the ass. And I don't know who the minority leader was that time in the House, but I'm sure they went to the floor and said, this will come back and bite you in the ass. They'll say it nicer than I did. Um, so what we've got racked up here, Chuck Schumer, uh, in fact, do we want to skip ahead? Because I want to give him a special award. Sure. I want to give him a special award. We need uh, the pomp and circumstance for Chuck Schumer, winner of this week's Midwest GI Full of Shit Award. You're full of shit. All right, thank now, you. Now, shush. You are speaking shit to me. You full of shit. You understand that? You full of shit. Yeah. Chucky, Chucky Schumer, because, you know, kind of like how life has improved for Americans where I can be in Jacksonville in the morning and go through Atlanta and before noon be in Kansas City doing this podcast. We have this thing going way back in time. It started with audio tape and then there became videotape and now there's digital video. So we have Chuck Schumer. I saw this and I knew there had to be you know, um, a point in the past where he was completely opposite of this, but he was crying about how an impeachment inquiry is not what the American people want. Okay. This from the man who knew the American people wanted, needed two full-blown impeachments of Donald Trump. This drips with hypocrisy and we proudly give him the full of shit award. Best interest of our country and our constitution to proceed with an impeachment inquiry. I strongly support Speaker Pelosi's decision. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. Best yeah. interest. Awesome. So, and this was the first impeachment. This was the one about the phone call over to Ukraine. Now, think about this. This was not done in secret. Nothing was covered up. Right. This was a phone call where there were at least 15 people on the phone call. Right. Yeah. Now, maybe Donald Trump 
was a, kind of a novice when he came in because he wasn't a politician, and that's what a lot of people liked about him. And he basically just was the bull in the china shop, kind of like Teddy Roosevelt. And you know, it came to his attention that maybe Biden was doing some stuff over in Ukraine that he shouldn't have done. And so Trump called him out on it and said, hey, would you mind looking into this? At that time, Biden was not a candidate for president. Okay, And the Democrats squealed like stuck hogs. You can't do this. This is a, not a banana republic. We don't go after our political opponents. All of the crying and crying and crying. And now with Joe Biden, where I think there are legitimate questions. How did a guy who was a senator most of his life, vice president for eight years, how did he acquire all this wealth? Where do all these LLCs come from? How does this filter down? The things that Donald Trump was asking about that got him impeached. Those are questions we want answers to. And I think it's completely appropriate for Kevin McCarthy to proceed with an inquiry. Let's find out if there's evidence there. If there's evidence there, go for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, we've cheapened the impeachment process so much, and this is actually way more legit than either of the impeachments. Well, let's keep Trump. in mind now, impeachment, and I've heard this said many times, the definition of impeachment is whatever you can get Fifty-one uh, percent or fifty yeah. percent plus one vote in the House of Representatives yeah. to vote for. It's a political process. It's a political it's process. A, it's not a criminal or civil trial or anything. And it's an so. indictment. And they talk yeah. about all the indictments on Donald Trump. Okay, if if Joe Biden were not president of the United States and covered the way he is, if if he were Donald Trump, not in office right now, do you think we've got enough on Joe Biden to get an indictment? Yeah. Multiple indictments, yeah, I would think. For sure. So th that's all this is. It's an indictment. And if they find enough and they vote for impeachment, they walk it across to the Senate chamber and they'll have a trial. And that's exactly what happened to Donald Trump twice. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it goes to show the hypocrisy, as you pointed out, and the two-tiered system of justice and politics that we have in the country. Because what Schumer was just talking about there, the the first clip was from, as you mentioned, Trump's first impeachment, which was for making a phone call to Ukraine to look into legitimate political corruption by their country and businesses associated with their country in association with the Biden family. Right. Uh, and that warrants an impeachment by simply asking about it, by simply looking into it. Meanwhile, the act itself doesn't you know, warrant an impeachment, according to Chuck Schumer. And I find it's interesting that he uses the phrase witch hunt in the clip, which is like exactly what Trump said about about his impeachment. Yeah. So it's just flipped so much on its head and it's it's uh, a little on the nose, but it's it's pretty funny. You get my point though. He didn't do this in secret. There's no cover up. It's no. not like it's not like Watergate where, no. you know, they gotta cover up what they did. He did it out in the open. And it's literally a phone call that he had. I mean, that's all that they have is one phone call. It was yeah. never anything beyond that. And I kinda wish that there was, honestly. I wish he did more than just a phone call, but he didn't. Yeah. He made a phone call, he asked some questions, and that was it. And then he got impeached for it. Okay. So, so Chuck Schumer, I think you should go see our friend Dr. Mark Taramina and um because you're full of it, man. We gotta get that out of there. And you're well over the age of 45 because you're part of the nursing home problem that we have on Capitol Hill. I mean, how many 80 plus year olds are we going to let run this country? Where's the next generation coming from? So uh, Chuck, you've probably had more than one colonoscopy. Just uh, call up Dr. Mark Taramina at Midwest GI Health and Wellness. Uh, you can reach him easily at 816-836-2200 in Lee Summit. Uh, they got the full deal there. They can get you in and out, Chuck. And when you call, make sure you ask for the Dale Carter's America discount. Uh, because we give that to winners of the Full of Shit Award. Did you know that? I just, just found out I'll right now. I'll bet Dr. Taramina didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> but the serious stuff is colon cancer. Colon cancer will kill you unchecked. Uh, caught early can be treated. So uh, this is a painless procedure. Just go there and get it done. Talk to your doctor about it and tell him that you heard us talking about Midwest GI Health and Wellness and Dr. Mark Taramina and his staff. Uh, he has a great reputation here in the Kansas City area. Your doctor is going to be, yeah, we can get that set up today. Um, so there you go. Ask your doctor about it and make sure you ask about Midwest GI Health and Wellness. Dr. Mark Taramina, proud sponsor of Dale Carter's America and the sponsor of the Midwest GI Full of Shit Award. So I kind of went out of order here. We got to go backwards a little bit in time because I jumped forward to get that. We were talking about Joe Biden and and I kind of wonder, Kurt, as I'm as I'm cogitating on this, are they showing the old man the door? 
What do you think? I think they, they might be. Um, and, and the time is running out for them. And I don't think Robert Kennedy is is what the Democrats want. No, they don't want him for no. sure. They, they probably want Gavin Newsom if they're going to go in a different direction. But we're coming up quick on uh, the primaries and the caucuses and all that. I don't know. They also have a chance that they could do something at the convention where if Joe Biden gets enough delegates racked up somehow and he says, look, you know, my health and all this and I've accomplished so much in my first term, blah, 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 um, I'm going to step aside. And basically he could be the kingmaker and pick whoever he wants yeah. to be the Democratic nominee. I think that's more likely, you know, they'll position it where he voluntarily – if it if it is to happen, you know he would vo- he would volunteer to to bring somebody else in or to step aside, but we do have a sleeper candidate that I think you know we need to acknowledge. Okay, uh, which is on screen right now, and I think that uh, Michelle Obama is the pick. I think Michelle Obama is going to get the nod at some point, whether it be this time around or next time around. Um, she's very popular amongst that you know side of the political aisle. Uh, she clearly has political ambitions, and so I think that she's going to be the, the the next kind of big shift in the in the Democrat Party. Well, why not? I mean, she was first lady for eight years. Yeah, that qualifies you to be. She's president. the new Hillary Clinton. She'll get maybe you know maybe she'll try and run for president. Maybe she'll get a uh, Secretary of State or something like that. Well, to be know. fair, you know Hillary was a senator. Yep, and then she was Secretary of State. So. You know, being a senator and a secretary of state, I think, would qualify you to at least run for the presidency and let the American people sort it out. Uh, Michelle Obama is very popular, but what has she ever done? Well, I think they would say, you know, Trump didn't have any political office. Trump never had a federal Trump position, had, and he well, okay. won't. So. All right, time out on that, because Trump, and I'm not a big Trump fan, as you know, but he ran a business. I right. mean, he clearly was the CEO of a very successful business in this country. Again, back to my point, what has Michelle Obama done? Has she ever even run a hot dog stand? She wrote a book about herself, Dale. How dare you? Okay, fine. So there you go. If you write a book about yourself, you are qualified to be president. And mine's that, mo- that means you're qualified, I know. right? Mine's almost done. <laughs> I, I'm, it's not done yet, so I may not make it for the 2024 run, but by 2028, hell, man, and I'll, I'll just be in my mid-60s, so I'll be a spring chicken. Yeah. You know, you'll still have Mitch McConnell going, <laughs> you know, you'll have um, and Joe Biden will probably still be there too. Yeah. He'll be on a ventilator somewhere, and they'll, they'll you know, whatever. It's going to be weekend at Joey B's house. Um, I, I I am so ready for a new generation of leadership on both sides. I. I just want it. It's like, let's have a talk about the issues and what's affecting the American people. To what Chuck Schumer said, let's get rid of the entire carnival, all of you people. And if you're, let's just say if you're over 75 and you've served more than three terms in either body, you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we definitely need term limits, but they're not going to vote term limits on themselves, which is where, you know, the convention of states and all these other things come into play. But, uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. Certainly not through the traditional, you know, majority of both houses signed by the president type of deal. Um, cause you know, I mean, Nancy Pelosi's running again, Mitch McConnell, probably not running again, but he's not going to retire. So, no. Um, so Mark Alford put up a, a clip on Twitter slash X. I'm not sure that's what you're pulling up. Is it about the impeachment inquiry? It was not about the impeachment inquiry. Oh, okay. Um, it was just a clip of, of Joe Biden making an ass of himself, which, you know, you could do that all day long. And it's not just about Joe Biden being old because when he was vice president, we, um, had a song parody that we ran on KFKF and I've still got it. We could run it once in a while. It's called, uh, Biden's brain. And it's set to the song of if I only had a brain. If I only from uh, the Wizard of Oz, right, 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 and it's all the Joe Biden clips up to that point. Um, he said something about um, education and more blacks and Hispanics have jobs now. You know, the people who don't go to high school. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, so you just said that blacks and Hispanics don't go to high school. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just Joe, man. Come on, man. Come on, Jack. It's just if Joe. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That's Jack. it. So what what do you want to play from our favorite congressman? Oh well, he just had um he had a little kind of video that he put out about the impeachment inquiry. I thought it was relevant to what we were talking about. Mr. Speaker, I rise today to voice my strong support for the impeachment 
inquiry into President Joe Biden, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into his conduct, a culture of corruption. We now know this to be true. The Biden family received more than $20 million in foreign payments from China, Russia, Ukraine, and Romania. That 10% cut for the big guy, well, yes, that was for Joe Biden. The Bidens created over 20-plus shell companies to conceal the money. Joe Biden joined 20 phone calls with Hunter Biden's business partners, texts invoking Biden to shake down a Chinese business partner for cash. Joe Biden using pseudonyms on emails and at least 150 suspicious activity reports. Joe Biden's pattern of behavior is deeply concerning for our national security. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Mr. Speaker, we need answers. We need those bank records. We need the truth. All right. Well, that's Mark Offord, and he's obviously on board with the impeachment inquiry. We'll see where this goes, um, and we'll keep reporting on it. We're coming into an election year. What a mess this is going to be. Kurt, our listeners and viewers are going to have a front row seat for probably the biggest shit show in American politics. And I've lived through some of them. I mean, you know, Hillary Trump. I mean, that was kind of a shit show. Yeah. Trump and Biden was a shit show. This one will take it to an epic proportion. Yeah. I mean, I think it ramped up each time. Biden, Trump, 2020 was was crazier than 2016. I mean, largely because of all the shady stuff that was happening around COVID and the election and everything like that. Um and this one's going to be even crazier. So, Well, if you need a roof over your house, you don't need your own LLC getting money from foreign actors to get it done. You can just make a phone call to our good friends at Royal Roofing and Solar, 816-540-7057. Um, they're doing roofing and solar. And let's take them separately here. Uh, we have a lot of uh, storm damage in the Kansas City area every spring and fall. If it's affected your roof, get the pros out from Royal Roofing and Solar and see if you need a new roof. And if you're going to be in your house a while, if it's your forever home with what Evergy is doing to us on rates, Jennifer and I went through uh, the website on Evergy trying to pick the rate plan that we want right. that would benefit us the most. I mean, she's a smart lady, right? She, she you know... She's got an LLM in tax, and she, she deals with complicated tax questions all the time. And I'm like, honey, I, I play George Strait records. You need to figure this out, right? And just tell me which one we got to go with. There's another option. Uh, you can get Royal Roofing and Solar to do solar on your house, and it will pay for itself with what uh, Evergy's going to do with rates. So g ask them about that. Find out if solar is going to work for your house as well. It's a Cass County company. It's a family-owned company. We love those guys, a and they did the roof at my house. They'll do an excellent job for you as well. 816-540-7057. That's Royal Roofing and Solar. Okay, this and that from the uh, political world. <laughs> in bold letters, Kurt says, give NSFW warning. What's NSFW? Not safe for work. All right, uh, because there's language involved here. Um, it's the left's view on education. Now, when I was a kid, you know, we, we had these concepts of education, like we want people to learn uh, reading and writing and math and history and how to write a sentence, uh, do all those things that are going to make you successful in life. Well, sometime about the time that Kurt here was in education, um, it, it switched, and it became not so much about educating people. And really, I mean, you, you can't even distinguish between people who are smarter and people who are like me who can't add or subtract, so math was always going to be my weakness. I wish I'd gone to school at a time like this because I probably wouldn't have gotten a D in math because <laughs> they didn't want to hurt my feelings, right? Yeah. So feelings became a thing here, and... and and it became more about indoctrination and pulling you away from your parents, having conversations with you that wouldn't make their way home. And I can't imagine living in a world like that. Can you? Hell no. Yeah. So, um, and one of the issues is out there uh, because they're tagging Ron DeSantis with this. Oh, he's a book burner. I can't tell you how many my friends on the left are buying this, you know, 
lock, sink, and barrel, uh, or whatever that term is. Hook, sink, and barrel. Hook, sink. hook line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just got off a plane from Jacksonville. I'm a little bit jet lagged here. Um, yeah, they're buying it. They're buying the crap. It's like, oh, he wants to ban books. But then when you get into the weeds, it's like, no, he just doesn't think, you know, kindergarten through third graders ought to be exposed to certain things. And that's where John Kennedy, a Republican senator from Louisiana, he had a whole panel in front of him. This happened in the Senate. So I'm assuming that this was on C-SPAN 2, was it not? Probably. Yeah. So to your cable in your living room, and again, there's language on here, and I just think it's delicious to hear John Kennedy read from books that are available in certain libraries for kindergartners through third graders. Kindergartners through third graders. Keep that in mind as John reads. Strap on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me. Blowjob of your life. Yeah. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. <laughs> Then I want you inside. Okay, of you. pause the tape there. I'm going okay. to give you the blowjob. Are you done? You're, you're being a child today. Okay, so he read from that book, and again, that's a book in a library in a liberal city that's available to kindergartners through third graders. Yeah. I mean, it's not funny. I, 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 I make light of it just because of how ridiculous and, and obscene it is, but uh, it's very serious. I mean, you need to be exposed to this if you're buying into the bullshit that they want to ban books. Hitler banned books. Okay, do you want your kindergartner reading what John Kennedy just wrote? Yeah, Hitler used toilet paper as well, so. Yeah, I guess. And then you've got Glenn Youngkin. Uh, he's the Republican governor of Virginia. He's pardoned the dad who went off at a school board meeting after his daughter was sexually assaulted by a biological male slash trans. And again, you know, you are what you say you are. So this guy said he was a girl, and he basically raped a young woman in the restroom. And the dad went off at a school board meeting, and Glenn Youngkin said, okay, that's a pardonable offense. And the left is going crazy about that. Well, that's back when they uh, – was it the FBI or – uh, DOJ were DOJ. labeling them domestic terrorists, right. the parents. And and then, you know, like the thing with uh, John Kennedy reading from the book, there have been plenty of parents who have done that at school board meetings too, and they'll get their mics cut or they'll get uh, thrown out of the meetings or they'll get accosted by the school boards like, well, this is obscene. You can't be, you know, reading this stuff. There could be kids listening. It's like, are you serious? Like there's kid <laughs> this book is in the school. That's why I'm reading it. You know, it's just so uh, clown world, you know, obscene, ridiculous. Yeah, it was Mayor Garland, the, the attorney general, who basically called parents, you know, domestic terrorists. Yeah. And you've got Joe Biden out there saying that the biggest threats, this is what he's running on, the biggest threats to the United States, to our very existence, are global warming, the, the possibility the temperature might go up a degree and a half, um, and um, white supremacy and domestic white terrorists. Yep. Those are the two biggest threats. Anybody listening or watching this podcast think that even makes the top 10? I, I can't imagine. I think there are a lot yeah. bigger problems here. Not crime, not yeah. immigration, exactly. not inflation, not you know buying a house or affording you know to live. Biden says um, these problems are bigger than nuclear war. Yeah, as we inch closer yeah. to that, that's with that's China another big Russia. one too. Yeah, that's another big one. I'd put that. I mean, way even up there. even something like uh, the student loan thing. You know, I mean, that impacts more people than quote unquote domestic white supremacy or whatever they want to call it. I mean, it's just a total straw man, nothing burger. You know. Okay, so um, we've covered education here, and again, our view on the podcast is we probably need to get back to the important things of education, like educating our kids so that they can compete in the world, right? Uh, because China right now is trying to take over on every front, not just militarily. They're trying to take over economically um, and with science and research, and we are falling behind every day because we deal with crap like this. It's just got to stop.
so uh, global warming is the, the other big issue. And, you know, the auto workers, as we record this, are out on strike because of what the American automakers have done buying into Joe Biden's fantasy world. Uh, they're losing billions of dollars over this whole EV thing. And, um, well, Jennifer Granholm, who's the uh, Secretary of Transportation, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, she was going to do an EV ride across the country just to show you how easy it is. Um, and anybody I've talked to about EVs uh, says it's not easy uh, to go anywhere outside of your neighborhood. If you got a charger in your garage, you're golden. You go outside your neighborhood and do anything that's unplanned and, and unscoped out, you are basically like you know, the explorers in the 17th century. You've got to find something that's going to be a port in a storm. So I guess they, they clocked it all out. But the problem was when they got to a certain place, and, and our, our friends at NPR, National Public Radio, they were along to chronicle it. So you can't even lie about it because you had your liberal buddies in the press there to chronicle it. So I guess she gets to a point where she's going to stop. And guess what? There's a pregnant mom. It's hotter than hell outside. And they they had an EV. And so they were stopping to charge. Well, Granholm sent her goons ahead and they blocked it off. So this pregnant mom is out there sweating her ass off and she can't get to the charging station because they've got to save it because the Secretary of Energy is coming by to do, do a photo op. Yeah. Yeah. And they called the family called the police because uh, they were blocked from their I guess their car wasn't charged and they were blocked from getting access to the charger because uh, Miss Granholm, you know, had to make a statement. And it was gas-powered cars, you know, yeah. that were blocking the exactly. Things, so. Oh yeah, you got to have the gas-powered cars, the motorcade moving ahead to yeah. make sure that Granholm was okay. I read a story over the weekend too, and I can't even cite the source right now that there's like 20 million EVs in parking lots in China because of a complete lack of demand for these things. Yeah. So, and I feel it. I feel like I've got my finger on the pulse of what real Americans are thinking about and talking about, and I just don't see the demand for these EVs. Do you? No. And I mean, China does that all the time. You know, they, they build stuff that they don't need. They build giant high rises before there's any tenants and then they just go abandoned and nobody ever lives in them. So I'm sure they're kind of doing the same thing with this. They're trying to get ahead of it. They're trying to have the products and the, and the vehicles available for the demand before it even gets there. And then there's probably not going to be the demand. So yeah, it's going to be like, it's going to be like beta. You know, we had VHS and beta, right? You don't even know what beta is, do you? No. (laughs) Older people out there, it's like, you know what VHS is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so when videotape for the home- I'm not that young. Came into being, there were two, right? Mm -hmm. And the market sorted it out. There was beta and there was VHS. And the market went with VHS and you've never heard of beta, which which ought to tell you everything you need to know. And I think we're going to get to a point where this EV thing, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like New Coke. Do you remember New Coke? Vaguely, Okay. Uh, they had to go back to Coke Classic. It's like, oh boy, we screwed up here. Right, right. Um, but the difference is all the subsidies you and I are paying for their mistake. Yeah. Think about that. Okay, a couple of gun stories. We told you last time that the, uh, in fact, when I was on with Daryl Worley in that episode, we were talking about the New Mexico governor basically suspending the Second Amendment. She said the amendments in the Constitution aren't absolutes, they're not absolutes. Um, And so uh, you can openly carry in New Mexico. Well, she said, no, you can't. We're going to suspend that. And even Democrats in swing districts push back on that. Yeah. And it was in certain areas, um, not statewide. She was trying to restrict in Albuquerque and a couple other places. She's an idiot, you know, because she even said in her statement, oh, I know this isn't going to have any impact on uh, guns, you know, but we got to start somewhere. Really? Why don't you lock up criminals? Yeah, the the reporter, I don't know if we played the clip or not, but the reporter specifically asked, like, do you think that this is going to stop criminals from carrying guns in the streets? And she said, probably not, but we need to do something. Yeah, we got to do something. We got to do something. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, back to our town. And I know we talk a lot about Kansas City and Jackson County, and I think that's where a lot of our audience comes from. But but I do recognize that we're national and, and you can get us anywhere with the podcast. But we have the problem in Kansas City. It's like, what are you doing about this? You're putting criminals back out on the street. And and I've said it till I'm blue in the face. There is a solution for this, and they don't want to see it because it's not politically correct, because uh, it's a colorblind solution in my mind. I, I don't think that – I think crime is crime. And, you know, if you kill somebody with a gun, you murder somebody with a gun, I don't care whether you're white, black, Hispanic, Jewish. Um, what am I missing here? Asian. 
Eskimo, alien from another planet. I mean, I don't care. Crime is crime. And when they start parsing, well, I don't know, uh, we can't have a certain percentage of African-Americans in jail. That's just wrong. Yeah, we can't crack down on violent crime because it'll look bad for black people. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, so well, what are you trying to say? <laughs> crime is crime. And honestly, I don't think Joshua, I think Joshua Roach is a white kid, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think he is. Anyway, he murdered North Kansas City officer Daniel Vasquez. There's really no question about that. Um, they pushed his trial into March of 2024, I guess, for preliminaries. Yes, he is white, by the way. And the actual trial date is set for September of 2025. Why? Why? He did it. Why do we have to wait so long? I don't know. That's That's crazy. You know, um, and, and this is a guy who had an expired temp tag on his car, which is one of my bugaboos, and Officer Vasquez had the temerity to pull him over, say, hey, buddy, what's up? And this guy thought, well, I'm going to go to jail, so I think I'm going to put five bullets in this cop instead. That's not exactly rational thinking, I wouldn't think, but that's the world that we live in now. And he's he's in jail awaiting trial? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Thank God. Yeah. Good thing it happened north of the river. I mean, if it happened in Jackson County, he'd probably be back out on the street. Yeah. You know, cashless bail. We got to, you know, we got to worry about the criminals here. Got to worry about the criminals. That's the upside down world that we live in. And it's why people who think like us are exercising their Second Amendment rights. And you do have Second Amendment rights. And, and when they start tinkering with that, and when I hear Joe Biden say crap like, oh, you want to take on federal government? You better get yourself an F-15. Yes, please. I'll take one. Yeah, I mean, this is all <laughs> about, you're going to take away my right. No, you're not going to take away my rights. I'm going to defend my property. And uh, our friends at Clay Como Shooters are ready to help you exercise your Second Amendment rights. Now, we're not talking about whack jobs here. We're talking about people like you and me who just want to protect ourselves. They've got a complete line of firearms. Uh, they've got a wonderful range there. Maybe you've seen our episode. If you haven't, go back and watch that of how Kurt and I did on the range. Uh, they've got memberships there. They'll train you. They train law enforcement agencies. They are former law enforcement all right, so they know the situations and they, they know the training. They've got pistols, rifles, ammo, and accessories, and um, they ask, come train with us. That's their thing. Uh, they're on 69 Highway in Claycomo. It's right between I-35 and 435. Great guys there. So check them out. They're on the web at claycomoshooters.com. You can find them on the phone there if you want to call them up, 816 816-452-4867. 816-452-4867. Four eight six seven, fantastic guys. I can't say enough about them. Kurt's got the uh, website going there. Uh, go to their website. Everything uh, is self-contained there and, and easy to understand. And they'll get you trained to protect yourself. Yeah, and it's a nice shop too. You know, it's very clean. They have good uh, good inventory. Um, lots of different stuff to look at. You know, a nice range. Um, they're very personable people. And you know, I think a lot of people. I, I've noticed this too. Like having, you know not been a gun guy and then becoming a gun guy. Like I think there's kind of apprehension people think about going to the gun store or the gun range as this kind of like uh, intimidating thing. You know, they think that it's going to be like a bunch of loud gun toting rednecks and like stuff like that. And it's really not the case. I mean, it's a very comfortable, friendly environment. Um, you can do as much or as little as you are interested in. You know, you could just go and look around, ask a question, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a very friendly place, you know, and it's a very uh, good place to go. So check it out. You know, when I met Herb there at Claycomo Shooters, um, he told me that the goal of self-protection is never using that gun. Yeah, uh, it's of course. You get into a situation like, you know, let's say, I don't know, for example, here in Westport where I come to work at like 2.30 in the morning, if I'm accosted by somebody and I have to pull the weapon on them, you're hoping with verbal commands you can get them to back down. Yeah, It's like, I have a gun here. I don't want to use it. I don't want to shoot you. Don't make me shoot you. You know, and, and maybe they'll back down. And, and hopefully I would never have to pull it. You know, that would be the goal as well. But you need to have peace of mind when you're going to go into a situation where you feel like your personal safety may be on the line. And that's what Clay Como Shooters will prepare you for.
Hey, before we get out of here today, um, Bob Watson, of course, our Blue Springs State Farm agent, he sent me a note here, and we're going through something at our house. You know, we've got uh, two dogs. I joke with people that I'm running a nursery for baby Harry, and I'm running a nursing home for Magic, uh, because Magic is our 17-year-old Sheltie, and he has been through a lot, and he always rallies back, but uh, he's in a situation now where he may not rally back this time. Bob wanted me to let you know uh, that he can help you with pet insurance. And I didn't think about that until I started getting bills from my vet. Oh my gosh. Uh, Because you don't have health care insurance typically for your pet. And you you have cats, right? Yeah, I have two cats. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that already, I mean, baby Harry went through a deal with pneumonia that was really hard to kick. And the last time he was coughing, we took him back to the vet because they wanted to see him again. And they said, uh, he's he's fine. That'll be $300. Mm. That'll be $300. He's fine. $300. So, you know, maybe you might want to look into pet insurance. And um, (laughs) Bob sent me the 30-second commercial from State Farm. Your pet is more than just a pet. They're your family's fearless protector, your fetching athlete, your crumbs on the floor detector, the warm, snuggly heartbeat at your feet. State Farm agent Bob Watson understands why your pet means so much to you. So State Farm and True Panion have teamed up to give your furry family members the protection they deserve. Pet medical insurance, another way State Farm is here to help life go right. Call Bob today at 816-229-7878. Auto, home, life, and now even pet insurance. Taking care of the the fur babies uh, that live in your house. How so, about that? How so, about that read, ladies and gentlemen? Dale Carter. Did I mention I just flew in from Jacksonville and might have <laughs> a little bit of jet lag? No, that's great. Did I you, mention we won the game? You know, we get we get a lot of... Uh, oh, yeah, we did win the game. That's great. We get uh, a lot of comments, like uh, people that I know that watch the podcast. Also, hi, Greg. Hopefully you're watching. Um, you know, people say, like, people compliment your voice. And I'm like, yeah, he's a radio guy. He has, he's got a great voice. But, yeah, that was, that was a great radio read <laughs> well, of you'll that, love uh, this. Bob Watson spot. Before we get to uh, Trump on Meet the Press, which we're, that's what we'll close out the, the big broadcast here with today. Um, but I, was, I try to go to, like, one road game a year. And I will tell you this. I am undefeated in road games. Nice. I've never seen them lose on the road. And I didn't say that yesterday because my wife gets mad at me and says, oh, you're going to jinx it. You're going to jinx it. Um, I didn't say it till after the game. But again, they won, and I happen to be there. Have you been to Jacksonville? No. Okay. Um, first of all, it's hotter than hell there. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> oppressively hot. I'm starting to rethink my retire in Florida scenario. Because, Alaska? Oh, my. Not Alaska. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to go to San Diego. They get those nut yeah. jobs that run California out of the way. San yeah. Diego's a great place. Yeah. Um, no, it's hot. And it was oppressively hot and humid there yesterday. But um, somebody asked me, it's like, uh, well, look out for the folks in Jacksonville, the Jaguar fans, because they're going to start this Duval chant. Duval. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Because they started doing it, right? And they've got players on the big video boards going, Duval. Do you know what Duval is? No clue. Duval is the county where Jacksonville is. Really? So that's their war chant. Duval. And during the game, and we're in the upper deck, and honestly, there were more Chiefs fans in the upper deck than there were Jaguar fans. That's the area of that stadium that they usually tarp off with like the the Jaguar logo because mm. they can't sell enough tickets down there, <laughs> yeah. so they tarp it off. Unless it's a Chiefs game. And oh then my they god! Sell and tickets. then it was like, and I would say better than fifty percent of the crowd was Chiefs fans. Mm. That ought to tell you everything you need to know about Jacksonville. So there were a couple of mouthy ones, you know, in our section, and they were mouthing off about the Chiefs. And there was a guy talking shit behind me, and he was one of the best shit talkers I've ever heard at a game. He's like. You got to get home and mow the grass. Get home and mow the grass. And, you know, it's like, boy, this is like a high school stadium. This ain't Arrowhead Stadium. And they were shit talking back and forth and blah, blah, blah. And then anytime anything went remotely right for Jacksonville, and yesterday, let's face it, the Chiefs had a sloppy game on offense. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. They got to fix all that. Defense played really well. Yeah. And I know that we're going to fix the offense, so we're going to be a force to be reckoned with very soon. Uh, but, hey, we're one and one Well, not to mention the penalties, too. Oh, What's his penalties. Name? Uh, the- Taylor had, like, 
yeah. four penalties, including yeah. two holding calls in a row. I was like, hopefully they got him running steps out at Arrowhead today. Crazy. Um, so anytime anything remotely went well for the Jaguars, these two fat fans in front of me stood up and they went, Duval. So you know when <laughs> when, when Patrick Mahomes threw his touchdown pass, I went, Duval. <laughs> <laughs> because believe it or not, Kurt. I can be an asshole, too. Yeah, I know that's hard for you to believe. All right, so um, Donald Trump was on Meet the Press yesterday. I did not watch it. They pre-taped it. Did you know they pre-taped it? Oh, don't they always do that? No, no, no. They pre-taped it in New Jersey because they were going to fact-check him. Oh. <laughs> they weren't They weren't going to give him a forum if, if they needed to fact-check him. Right. So I didn't watch it. Uh, you got, like, Three clips here. Three quick clips, yeah. We're going to go through. He uh, talks about uh, the January 6th defendants and potentially pardoning them, which is a big issue for me. New hostess Um, for Meet the Press. She takes Chuck Todd's place, right? Yeah, she's a lot prettier than Chuck Todd, too. Definitely prettier. (laughs) When you talk about retribution, are you talking about directing your attorney general to try to go after your political enemies? When I talk about retribution, I'm talking about fairness. We have to treat people fairly. These people on January 6th, they went, some of them never even went into the building and they're being given sentences of, you know, many years. Are you going to pardon those people who've been convicted, Mr. President? And I certainly might if I think it's appropriate. Uh, No, it's a very, very sad thing. And it's, they're dividing the country so badly and it's very dangerous. Can I give you the the left's headline that's going to come out of that? Sure. Donald Trump is going to pardon people who were going to overthrow the government of the United States. They were anarchists. They were going to overthrow the government, and he's going to pardon them. That's, I mean, I guarantee you that'll be in a spot. Yeah, they can whine all they want. Yeah. I mean, I just hope that he actually does it. I I hope that he, because, you know, he hasn't been saying, I will pardon these people. He's been saying, you know, I'll I'll look into it. You know, I'm going to see, I'm going to see what happens, you know, when I get elected. And it's like, that's... A little bit of a red flag, if I'm being honest, because it could easily just be a strategy for him to appeal to the base to try and get elected, and then he gets elected and he doesn't do anything about it. But mm-hmm. um, I texted you this, or maybe I didn't. I might have texted it to somebody else. But I've got an idea. Trump, if you're watching, you can use this. Uh, I give you permission, which is that you know we have the January 6 people, like he said, some of whom weren't even there. Uh, Enrique Tario, the leader of the Proud Boys at the time, was sentenced to 22 years in prison. He wasn't even in, in D.C. on January 6th. Um, and we have other people, you know, just recently uh, we had people that went into uh, Mitch McConnell's office or something. A bunch of people went into the somebody's office and were trying to disrupt things. We had the Kavanaugh hearing that got disrupted. We had all the riots, uh, people burning down federal buildings, police stations. We had... Uh, an attack on the White House when when Trump was president that lasted two days resulted in dozens of officers being injured. So what Trump needs to do is he needs to make a list of all of those people that were involved in all those incidents that uh, destroyed federal property or uh, went into the the Capitol and tried to disrupt the uh, the proceedings with Brett Kavanaugh, some of whom were like celebrities, by the way. Get a list of all those people. The day that he gets elected president, he says, I'm going to give you four months, six months to pursue similar charges against this entire list of people who did the exact same thing or worse. And if these people are not prosecuted, I am pardoning every single January 6th defendant. We'll see. All right. What's next? Uh, Next is uh, he's asked if he is afraid of going to jail. You on this. I want to know what's in your head. When you go to bed at night, do you worry about going to jail? No, I don't, really. I don't even think about it. I'm built a little differently, I guess, because I have had people come up to me and say, how do you do it, sir? How do you do it? Uh, I don't even think about it. Uh, These are corrupt people that I'm dealing with. They're destroying our country. I don't even think about it. All I think about is making the country great, making America great. Tell me what... Okay. Um... 
and what a different thought process I think that we have than our friends on the left do. And I have many friends on the left, you do too, and you see their Facebook posts. And anything like this that happens to Donald Trump, anytime he's indicted uh, four times now, it's like Christmas Day to them. Yeah, They want to see the guy go to prison. They really want to see it. I don't want to see Joe Biden go to prison. I just don't want him to be president anymore. I do want, and this is where I'm conflicted on impeachment and all that, because to serve his full four years, I mean, that takes us through next year. And I really want the people who voted for this guy, who voted for this mess, to have their head held to the screen and made to watch everything that happens. I've said it before, just like you do with a child. When they've done something really bad, you you make them look at it. It's like, look at what you've done. Okay, so I want him to serve out his whole term, and then I want him to go away somewhere. And and maybe we take this as an example that we don't go back this way again. But w- would I celebrate and put fun memes up on Facebook if he got impeached and if he got put in prison? I absolutely would not. That's that's where I come from on it anyway. And and I don't want to see Donald Trump go to prison. Um, I, I think this these these indictments are politically motivated. You know, look look at where look at the jurisdictions where he's been indicted. We could do the same thing to Joe Biden. We could find red state jurisdictions, right? Mm-hmm. And we could indict Joe Biden. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Okay. Is that really the country we want to live in where we persecute our political opponents? I don't think it is. I think we have to have our ideas out there. We debate our ideas. We have an election, just like we did, and we go that way for a while. And if you look back in the course of this country, it has swung from the left to the right, and and it happens. Over the course of over 200 years, that's what we've done in this country. We swing a little bit too far to the left, and that's where we are right now. We're way far to the left. The country should correct and come back the other way. And if we go too far to the right, we'll overcorrect and we'll come back the other way. We don't have to put our opponents in jail. I mean, I understand that, but I, I think the, the reality of the situation, unfortunately, is that this is only going to stop if they get a taste of their own medicine. And we have plenty on them. We have plenty on Joe well, Biden. Let's see where we it have goes. plenty on, on all these yeah. people. They're going to try and prosecute and throw their political opponents in prison, whether it be Trump, whether it be the J6 people, um, and on and on and on, based on very little. So, you know, maybe if we start doing that to them and throwing their people in jail, they'll start to realize, hey, this is not a game we want to play, you know, and maybe we should cut it out. Well, if what they're saying about Joe Biden is true and it's provable and he is he's he's basically um, he's got China on him again. My jet lag is catching up with me. <laughs> um, so basically, he's compromised as president. If that is true, I don't want him to be the president. Yeah. I want this process to go forward and have him removed from the presidency. Yeah. Do I think he needs to go to jail? Eh, I don't know. We'll see where it all goes. Okay, so Trump on abortion. This is the last one from Meet the Press. Give voters who are going to be weighing in on this election yeah. a very clear sense of where I think you stand I on this. I think they're all going to like me. I think both sides are going to like me. Let, let me what, but what's let going to have to happen is you're going to have to... Listen, you're asking me a question. What's going to happen is you're going to come up with a number of weeks or months. You're going to come up with a number that's going to make people happy. Because 92% of the Democrats don't want to see abortion after a certain period of time if a federal ban landed on your desk if you were re-elected would you sign it at 15 are you talking about a complete ban a ban at 15 weeks well people people are starting to think of 15 weeks that seems to be a number that people are talking about right now would you sign that Uh, uh, i would i would sit down with both sides and i'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace on that issue for the first time in 52 years Uh, i'm not going to say i would or i wouldn't i mean DeSantis is willing to sign a five-week and six-week ban would you support that you think that i think what he did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake Give voters. That last part there is what people are giving attention to. The pro-life people are not happy with that, as you might imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine that they would be. I mean, you know, I, I come back to the question of how many weeks do you need? You know, make this a practical thing instead of a weak thing and all that. Let's put it in terms of, okay, uh, you're a female and you've had unprotected sex. Whoops, I'm pregnant. Okay, when do you find that out? What, what, what is Six weeks? Four weeks? It's been a while for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going somewhere with this. So when do you find out you're pregnant? 
It depends. I, well, I when you've missed it, I mean, when we're two guys period. talking yeah. about this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you've missed a period, so that's yeah. four weeks. So five weeks, you probably take your test or whatever. So let's say six weeks. Okay, you found out you're pregnant you, and you're not ready for whatever reason. And you, in your mind, think that abortion is the answer. It's not what I would do, but hey, I'm a guy. You know, you, this is you. This is your decision. This is your life, what you're doing with your life. And we may not agree with your decision, but there you are. So... How long does it take? I mean, do you really need to wait until 25 weeks, 30 weeks, 35 weeks? Do you really need to wait that long? No, of course not. But so, I mean, even even that framing of the of the question is is kind of flawed. You know, it's 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 framing it as like, well, you you made this mistake that quote unquote mistake of like having a child that you're not ready for. So if you're gonna kill it, you know, you should at least. Do it in a responsible manner, you know, within a certain time. I'm not saying I agree with it, but we're never going to get to a ban on abortion. It's not going to happen. So you got to wrap your brain around that. It's never going to happen. And Trump's right. He's right that, you know, probably we're going to settle on a number and it's probably going to be 15 weeks. And and the uh, pro-lifers aren't going to like that. And the other side's going to scream bloody murder on their side. Yeah. But at some point, we've got to get rid of this issue as something we beat the shit out of each other. Trump's right on that, too. We could... This would almost be like retiring the issue. Okay, we've settled this thing. This is where it's going to be. Move on. I don't think it's ever going to be settled completely because both sides are going to, you know... Use your use your bully pulpit and, and and whatever you've got to convince people not to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. The First sure. Amendment says you can do sure. that. Yeah, right? and I, I think you know people are giving him a hard time for criticizing DeSantis about the policies that he put in place in Florida, and you know to to sort of give Trump the benefit of the doubt there. I agree that it's a bad look. I think that's a I think that's an L for him and a, and a W for DeSantis if I'm being honest, but. You know, I don't think for Trump it's so much about, like, the actual policy that he disagrees with. He just wants to shit on DeSantis. You know, he's just coming after him, and he's looking for an opportunity to score, you know, his political points and and call him names and stuff like that. So I I don't know if it's so much that, oh, he's not pro-life anymore or whatever. It's just he's trying to go after him. Well, if it comes down to Trump and Biden for another time around, at least Trump can complete a sentence, and you can understand what he's talking about. Very true. Yeah. So uh, Donald Trump on Meet the Press to be continued as we continue. And again, make a note that October 17th, we're going to be in Lee's Summit at Funhouse Pizza. And we'll bring everybody up to date on where we are with this Truman County thing and get your input too. And I want a big crowd there because honestly, if we don't get a big crowd there and this is not a big issue and maybe it's just my issue and maybe I'm the only one really pissed off about it, maybe we drop it and we move on. I don't know. We'll see. But October 17th, mark that date on your calendar. And until next week, this is Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.